There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM Podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short, is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing, advertising trends, and get real about women in business. Our mission is to network, to foster leaders within this exciting industry, and to share information to make our work stronger. That's where this podcast comes in. We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim, double I, dot com. Okay, real talk. This is like the 10th time I'm recording this intro and I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's like, it like it is late at night and um it's, it's, it's just Monday. <laughs> Anyways, hi everyone. If you're new, we're so excited to have you here, genuinely, because I feel like podcast people are my people. Sure, I have a podcast, but I listen to a lot. In fact, DM us at I am Wim on Instagram and let me know what podcasts are you listening to? I'll share some of my favorites with you. Very few of them are about influencer marketing. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Anyways, uh, it's Women's History Month, guys. Isn't that exciting? Um, this is a month that we look forward to every year. It's a month that we get to celebrate how awesome we are, <laughs> which is always really fun. And we're coming off of Black History Month, so there's lots to celebrate. Um, we also have a few upcoming events. I always want to do a roundup of those. So first and foremost, our website is where everything is. So of course, you can go to imwim.com slash events and you could check out the whole lineup yourself. But briefly, on Wednesday at 5.30 Eastern, special for Women's History Month, how to level up as a female leader. We've got incredible guests for that one. Tons of awesome information is going to be shared, I promise you. On Thursday, first up at 4 Eastern, we have networking in a virtual world. Like what the heck are we supposed to be doing? How do we do it well? How do we not waste people's time? But also how do we like legitimately make a decent connection? It's been hard. I feel like I've sort of lost my mojo a little bit for networking if I'm being totally honest and I run a freaking networking group. So we're diving into it, but we're also having it hosted by someone I adore and hugely respect, Courtney Worthman of Burns Entertainment. So she is one of our official women mentors as well and is uh, hosting this specific event because it's something that she's super passionate about. So that's on Thursday at four because on Thursday at six, we decided to do our monthly regular networking event because we can practice everything that we learned at the four o'clock session. So again, four o'clock is networking in a virtual world where we learn how to do it better. And then six o'clock on Clubhouse, our monthly networking event where everyone can come in, introduce themselves. And it's like a rapid fire introduction of those most incredible women. And then you take that extra step, you follow them on Clubhouse, you follow them on Instagram, wherever they are, and you connect and you meet incredible women. And the, the power of networking is really limitless. I've seen it, I've experienced it, and uh, I'm excited for everyone to do it some more. So with that being said, we're going to jump into this week's episode. We're chatting with Katya Allison, who is a fellow podcaster, and we've done a lot of episodes lately about influencer tech. If you know me, you know I love this stuff. I'm just passionate about finding ones that really help us be able to do this successfully. My least favorite thing is getting lost in the minutia of bullshit. <laughs> so when it comes to Grin and others that we featured on this show, 
it's all about finding the right product for you. So not only do we learn a little bit about Grin, but we also get to know Katya, who's just an incredible woman. I've been lucky to get to know her in the past couple months, and um, I hope you enjoy. So sit back, enjoy. Again, if you're new here, welcome. I hope you love this episode. And if you do, keep listening. We've got literally two years worth of content on this podcast. So um, fun fact, y'all. All right. Have a great rest of your week. Killing it. We'll see you in the Facebook group. We'll see you on Clubhouse. And we better see you back here on the podcast. Take care, guys. Katya Allison is a digital marketing ninja, podcast host, and content expert. Her breadth of experience covers all areas of digital marketing from creating social media ads to influencer marketing strategy and everything in between. She lives to talk the shop and learn new insights in the ever-changing world of marketing. While her path to where she is now wasn't planned, she loves connecting with brands who are looking to share their brand story to help them figure out the best way to to make it happen. Welcome to the podcast, Katya. All right. So Katya, I am stoked to have you on today. So first and foremost, welcome. How's it going today? It's going great. And I am equally as stoked to be here talking to you. Yes. From uh, one dog owner to another, somewhat people who are into two women who are into social media marketing. Um, I'm just excited to have our listeners get to know you, get to know Grin. Um, Definitely see a lot out there about your company. And I'm just excited for us to like deep dive into it and learn more. So thank you for being on today. Of course, of course. I'm excited to talk about really anything marketing. I am, I live for talking shop about marketing. I love it. Yes. Well, we know that you do, or at least I know that you do because you have your own (laughs) podcast as well. Yes. Yes. We've got the Grin Gets Real podcast where we bring on experts across all marketing disciplines. Nothing's off the table. Uh, Everything's on the table, right? Uh, So I'm really excited about doing that and just kind of sharing those tips, tricks, and, you know, actionable insights uh, that experts bring to the table like yourself. And you are on one of our episodes as well in regards to talent management. I think that as marketers, we all have questions. And my job as a director of content is to bring the answers to the masses. First of all, anyone listening, I feel like people are constantly like, what other podcasts are out there as well in the influencer space or just like something related? So I think that it's so cool that you guys have gone that route. What what inspired you guys to start your podcast in the first place? You know, I think typical to like uh, 2020, it was the pandemic it was really trying to figure out a better way to connect with our customers. Um, And not only did we start the podcast, but we also started our webinar series, Brands Working Remote Talking Influencers, where we actually speak with uh, Grin Champions and they're champions because they're successful with influencer marketing and they're leveraging the tools that Grin has to help you run an influencer program. So, And I'm a big believer that there is no one size fits all when it comes to uh, creating or running an influencer program. Every business is different. Everybody's objective is different. So it's a really great way to just highlight everyone's stories and learn from them. And then from that, we pulled out of our hats a podcast and it definitely started off as something a little bit different. It was um, uh, us as a marketing team, just kind of picking out topics. But what we really, where we really found value was bringing on guests. Uh, and I'm sure you realize that you and I could probably sit and just talk about influencer marketing for days and maybe it would bore people. I don't know. But <laughs> when you bring in an expert, it allows you to just kind of dive into something. You know, uh, one of my favorite episodes is one where we covered behavioral science um, and really how to leverage the psychology with you know, marketing initiatives. And it was incredibly insightful. And this is why I've just enjoyed really chatting with you over the last like couple months or so that we've connected because yeah, absolutely. Like we could talk about this all day, every day, your yes. episode, your podcast and my podcast isn't enough. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we got like, we'll be on each other's multiple times. I, we could be, um, for sure. Absolutely. 
Um, so I think that it's fantastic to see your company's accolades and your accolades, but we also want to just get to know you, Katya. Um, and so we've been having some fun, like rapid fire, get to know you questions that we it. ask our guests this season, uh, this year in 2021, we started and it's been so fun. So, um, can we ask you a few of those questions and Please, get to know you? Go ahead. I am an open book. Amazing. All right. So the, the key to having this be great is just don't think about it too much. Love it. <laughs> Whatever comes first to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Katya. What makes you laugh the most? <laughs> my kids and my dogs. <laughs> Honestly, and when you combine them both, it's just a, a walking comedy set. I love it. Um, do you like or dislike surprises? I like surprises. You like surprises. Awesome. Yes. What is your favorite social media platform? I'm going to actually say TikTok. Nice. Even though nice. I'm not super active, nothing better than scrolling through that feed. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what is your favorite place on earth? Oh, favorite place on earth. This is going to sound corny, but my house. <laughs> <laughs> you must love this work from home situation. <laughs> I do. Uh, my favorite place is my house and all the nooks and crannies of the house. I love and it. a good cup of coffee. Yes. Oh, you got to have that too. I love it. Um, and last but not least, if you could try out a totally different profession for one day, what would it be? Ooh, teaching teaching anything teaching. in particular, like any age group, any topic, what would it be? I think, uh, middle school, which sounds insane. It does. But, uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, yeah, I wanted to be a teacher and life definitely took me in a different direction. And I think where I'm at now, there's definitely teaching in just a different format. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I teach to the masses rather than kids, but yeah, I think anything that I could do, it would be a middle school teacher. Wow. And probably not like a subject like science. I mean, wouldn't that be ideal if we could teach marketing in middle school, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love that. And so on those same lines, you know, I'd love for you to just talk about your, your professional journey, you know, uh, maybe what you studied in school and what ultimately brought you to where you are today. Lots of twists and turns. I will say that. Um, <laughs> so my degree is actually in communications with a public relations emphasis. Um, I chose to start my family first before my career, which I actually love now at this point, because now I can dive deep into my career and my kids are teenagers, which is fantastic. Um, so, you know, use, taking that trajectory definitely, I don't want to say stalled my career, but it definitely was a lot more work to get to where I'm at now. Um, I think I the biggest thing that I did was take an opportunity, any opportunity, right? If I found a company that I wanted to work for um, and it had a set skills, I never took a job thinking that the job that I applied for was the end game. Um, and I think that's really helped me in my career and especially get to the place where I'm at now, which is director of content at Grin, which I love. I like to tell people that I couldn't be more of a grinner uh, I'm short of a tattoo, not that I'm going to get one, but that's why I say I'm short of that. Uh, I, I used to be a Grin customer and, you know, it was definitely a company that I realized, hey, this is where I want to be. I know that I love marketing. I love talking to people, obviously. Um, <laughs> I love communicating. I love writing. Um, I'm really, marketing just allows you to do all of those things. And it depends on the company that you're at. And I've been in several different companies from a really small company, learning sales and business development to a much larger corporation where I headed communications for an entire continent, writing press releases and 
you know, internal newsletters to where I'm at now, which is really helping educate others on influencer marketing. I love that. And um, I think that it's so interesting that you are a customer of Grins yes. and, then, and then started working with them. Um, so how did that, I mean, can we get a little peek behind the scenes? Like, did you end up connecting with them and, or did they sort of end up coming to you or was it just something really natural that just progressed you from one company to theirs? So at the company I was at before Grin was a marketing agency and I was a marketing manager and also the COO at one point. And we had one of our customers had a spreadsheet and anybody who's listening that's ever worked with influencers on a spreadsheet, you will get the pain. <laughs> you will understand that I quickly was like, oh yeah, I need something to be able to manage this. And I really, I started searching online and um, I will never forget it. One time I was out to lunch, we were coming back from lunch and I got a phone call and it was a cold call. And Eric, shout out to Eric. He is still an account executive at Grin, um, got on the phone, pitched me real quick. And I said, hey, this is going to be the best cold call you've ever gotten because I am looking for exactly what you're selling me. Um, there were a lot of things that really struck me. Um, his personality, for sure, the facts that it definitely filled a need of what I was looking for at the time. Um, it was, I was basically looking for something to manage the, the spreadsheet of influencers, right? The, the pain point really was, hey, here is this list. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're even doing anything. Like, can you just vet this out? Like, how good are they? Like, tell me, tell me some numbers. And Grin really fills that spot. Um, the other thing that I really, liked was that it was a Sacramento based company. And, um, you know, I like to support local. So we definitely went there. And as Grin has grown, they've always been open to communication and listening to customers. You know, I sat with Brian and Brandon, Brandon is the CEO and Brian is the COO nothing was ever off the table. They were always very welcoming. They're like, come down to our office. It was a little office to begin with to where we're at now is insane, but um, it was a little office. And I mean, we, we just consistently connect. And what was really impressive was they definitely walked the talk. I think I said that right. <laughs> they walked the talk for sure. When they would say, hey, this is on the roadmap. This is what we're doing to kind of evolve it. It really happened. Every time I logged in, it, there was an improvement and at a very fast pace. Um, and, you know, as soon as I saw that they had an opening, I'm like, this is, I wasn't even looking for a job. That's the crazy part. It's not like I had my resume out. I was already doing what I loved, uh, working with a team that I really enjoyed. But as soon as I saw that opening, I'm like, this is where I want to be. I love that so much. And so like, what was it the most? Was it, you know, the, the technology, the people, the culture, the growth potential, like what do you oh think goodness. it was? Yes, yes, yes. And yes, all of those things. Yeah. It's, you know, I think a lot of times in life and in business, when you're, whether you're looking to buy a house or finding the right, you know, MarTech tool to invest in, right? You've got this list of like, okay, my perfect house tool is going to do these, this list of things, right? Like I've got 10 things. If it could do that, if it could do 70% of what this list is, then I know I'm good to go. Cause I think that it's really hard to find the perfect anything, but if you go into it with a list, then, and it checks off most of them, um, then I think that you're good to go with the house or the tool um, or the company. And when it came to Grin, it is definitely the culture fit. It is the Grin DNA. We've got values that we that aren't just posters on the wall. They're true values that everybody within the company lives by, especially, you know, the C-suite. Um, and, and I think that that's really important. Also, also the growth 
trajectory that we're heading. Um, and it's very exciting to us. We've always looked at it um, from a marketing perspective as marketing to marketers. I kind of know the the audience, right? I was the audience. So it really, it really helped for sure. Well, I, you know, so at the end of 2020, um, we did a big tech event with WIM and literally the day that we're recording this. So it will be in the past when this goes live, um, we're doing <laughs> another clubhouse event specifically about influencer marketing tech. Um, so it's something that we consistently talk about in the group. It's, you talked about pain points before yeah. <laughs> we get constantly requests in our Facebook group, uh, all over and at all of our different communities saying, either I'm using this, but it's lacking this, or I'm yeah. just desperately looking for this. It, who has it? Like, you know, a lot of it is just information sharing. There's a lot of companies out there that are doing similar things, different things. Um, and it could just be hard to identify the right one for you. Um, like my opinion is I think that like, there is a place for all of these tools um, because everybody is working with influencers in a different capacity, slightly different, um, and people yeah. have different needs. Who would you like? Who is the best customer for you? Who is somebody who is going to find and use your tools and say, Oh, thank goodness I found this because it really has helped me tremendously? So I'm not going to say that it's built for everybody. <laughs> but I will say, ideally, the people that will see the immediate value of a robust influencer platform like Grin is going to be someone in the D2C e-commerce space uh, because we have an e-commerce integration that really helps manage the fulfillment and the payment and the content tracking. That being said, we have a lot of customers that may not have an integrated store that also still find value in a tool like Grin, but really it's anyone that has an influencer program and they want to grow it and build it beyond just something transactional. It's definitely a brand that looks at influencer marketing as a relationship versus a transactional approach that's a little bit more traditional affiliate marketing. Um, even that being said, though, we have affiliate capabilities as well, too. It's just from an influencer perspective, right? So we've got promo codes and unique affiliate links that you don't have to log out of um, the platform in order to you know, get those links and codes to your influencer, right? You don't have to log into Shopify to create the codes and then email everybody separately. Everything's just kind of all in, I hate to use the term, but it's all in one because <laughs> it sounds like, uh, doesn't everybody say all in one? No, but we truly are built to be all in one. And that's definitely where we're looking to grow into. And that's, you know, someone that's looking to fulfill a need or um, be able to find a solution for a pain point right now, but also maybe wants to grow it into some something else because there's, I see it all the time with our customers. They have programs, they have invested in Grin because they know that that's gonna be the tool that they need to be able to manage their program. But a lot of them at this point, they're like, okay, great, we're managing it. What else can we do? And I love that growth, that testing mindset of a marketer as well. And that's what I think is a key differentiator with our software from other softwares. It's We don't just want to stop it. Okay, find the right influencer. Sure, we've got a recruitment suite. It's pretty kick-ass. I assume I can say kick-ass. Um, <laughs> Uh, it is pretty kick-ass, but it's also, we have a, an amazing campaign management, you know, workflow section of the tool as well. And we can also pull in the content so that you're not scrolling and doing the screenshot. I think that that, for me, that was like the biggest pain point I was trying to relieve. Like, even if you're managing only 20 influencers, it can be incredibly time consuming because you don't know when they're going to post. You don't know how often, if it's a story, then you're checking every single day and then trying to also save the video at the same time. 
I feel like I kind of went down a rabbit hole, so I apologize. No, no, I think <laughs> it's great. And like, you know, this the uh, the point of us chatting today isn't to go into every single detail. Like people can get in touch yeah. with you guys directly to do, you know, a demo. Sometimes you just have to like see it for, you know, yeah. yourself and also like talk to you guys about their specific needs. But it's good to also just have like an overview of what you guys have to offer and even just your approach by saying it's not so transactional, it's a lot more relationship based, like the idea of having like promo codes and, and things like that and having yeah. the content be pulled in. Um, I mean, those are huge pluses. Um, and do you find yourself, uh, like, so I heard, you know, an e-commerce, um, piece of it, which is so yes. interesting. That's a whole other conversation. Cause I just think like, generally speaking, so many more like entrepreneurs are springing up and could use tools like this for whatever they're selling, fill in the blank to work with influencers. So it's kind of cool to just think about small businesses, entrepreneurs, startups in that space. But do you tend to have, you know, is it large agencies or is it brands direct? Is it talent managers? Is it a little bit of everybody who uses Grin? So I would not say that it's built for talent managers. Um, that being said, that is definitely an area that we're, we're trying to just kind of see, all right, where does that fit in with the tool? How can we evolve it to be able to fit into that? We do work with brands and agencies. So there are agencies that use the tool that offer, you know, influencer marketing as one of their services, which I think is a great way to get started with influencer marketing, if you don't have the bandwidth, but you do have an agency that you're already working with that is already managing some of, you know, your marketing initiatives. Um, and then we do, obviously, a majority of our customers are um, the our brands themselves that are working in the DTC space. So cool. Um, I love that so much. Uh, I, honestly, I can legitimately talk about this stuff all day, uh, like we discussed, <laughs> but I just happen to love like problem solving and technology. And so, um, so much of what, uh, so much of what you're talking about just sound like fascinates me, but, um, I know that we have listeners who love that, but I also know we have listeners who just also want to get to know you and your journey. And, um, so we're going to do a little bit of everything today. So I love it on the fun side of things as well. Um, I love always talking about, you know, the, the platforms themselves. I love that you mentioned that your favorite platform is TikTok. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. And I think that, uh, and we're doing so much on platforms like clubhouse, for example. So talk to me about, um, clubhouse. Are you on it? Are you using it? Uh, do you have thoughts on clubhouse? I do have thoughts on clubhouse. It's hard (laughs) not to have thoughts on clubhouse. I think that if you're in any marketing space, I think honestly, (laughs) I feel like there was one week that legit everybody pinged me about clubhouse, like every single day of the week. I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm totally on it. Um, I, and I think honestly, where I had heard whispers of it and, um, as you know, I've joined whim and you guys had a clubhouse event and I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out how to get on. And that's when I really dove into like, Oh, what is clubhouse? I got in there and it's, it's an interesting platform. I think it, especially as someone who hosts a podcast, it's an interesting place to drop in and have a podcast like conversation, right? I think it gives everybody the ability to be on a podcast and that's kind of the way that I view it. Um, from a marketing perspective, I think it'll be really interesting to see how other brands kind of integrate it. Right now I'm looking to integrate it as a community drop-in to talk about topics uh, for customers that are currently using Grin, right? Um, and, you know, making a little bit more private, but as a community of like-minded people, right? Like, okay, you guys are all using the tool. You're all running influencer marketing. I know you've got questions. Let's chat through them in a quick, digestible way so that it's not like this really long hour and a half kind of a, you know, meeting room that people go into. So I, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes. A lot of people who are starting off 
in Clubhouse. Um, everybody covets those invitations, right? <laughs> Let me in. I've totally heard about it. And then they don't go into any of the rooms. So it'll be interesting to see as time goes on how brands leverage it, how people leverage it, um, the conversations that you can actually accomplish in that type of format. Yeah, there's so much chatter in the past week and a half, <laughs> even just about how brands are going to inevitably inevitably be on there. Um, I I there's so much to it that it's just very conducive to really interesting conversations, connections with people you ultimately may never have connected with, information sharing, networking. Um, so it has the makings of a lot of really great things. And it sort of combines. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Like, it sort of combines a few things. Like, I agree. Um, you know, yeah, like in, in a few, like it combines like a few different social apps and, and needs and um, all in one place. And you can be on there and look a hot mess because no one is going to see you. It's, you know, it takes the best parts of podcasting and mixing it with access to people and, uh, and you get really brilliant minds on there. Um, it has the recipe for some really awesome things. Um, I brands have already, been on there. I've seen a, mm -hmm. a few personally, and I've heard about many more doing things on there. I love, I appreciate, uh, a decision, the decision to just sort of be first and dive in and to yeah. sort of experiment. Um, but I also, I, I hear what you said and I have the same experience, which is you get on clubhouse and like, it could also be a little confusing when you first get yes. on there. Oh like goodness. You, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you really have to like take a good week or so and consistently go in and figure it out. And so I would also just, I just hope that brands who are inevitably going to get on there, we all know they are, they already are, um, that they just take the time to really, truly understand what it is before making any assumptions and just jumping the gun and maybe not doing it so well. Um, yeah. 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 Well, and my thought is if you are going to jump in, um, at least jump in with a formula. I think if you jump into it with... <laughs> All right, let's, it's a crapshoot. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how long we're going to talk. You know, it's just going to go on. We're not going to necessarily have a topic. We're just kind of going to kind of shoot the shit. I think it makes it really tough. Um, I have been jumping into some of the different rooms uh, just to kind of figure out what I don't like as a listener and what I do like, right? Is it a big panel? Like, I kind of think that maybe you should be more narrow with the panel so that you can get through the intros and dive into the topic, right? Like how, how do you do that without like the visual, but still keep people engaged like it is a podcast, right? If someone were to jump in right in the middle of our conversation right here, will they, will they get it? Are they going to see value? Or are they going to, you know, select the hand signal, leave quietly, right? I, my goal is to, if we're going to do it, I want people to stay there and I want them to be engaged. I want them to know that this is what they're going to get out of like a room that you go into. And I think that in general, we could probably all do a better job if, if we're on clubhouse of like, all right, what is this room? What is the topic we're going to talk about? And I don't think there's one formula for everybody by any means, sure. but I think that exactly what you said is so true. It's like, go in there and feel like, what, what is this supposed to be for you? Like, yeah. what is, what can we achieve here? What mood are we looking to set? What mm -hmm. interactions are we looking to facilitate? Um, I would just ask you personally, like, what are you enjoying the most on clubhouse just personally? Um, I kind of enjoy 
I enjoy peeking into a bunch of different rooms is really what I enjoy. I don't think that I've really stayed the full time um, on any one of them, but I, I like that. I like that you can peek in. I like that you can raise your hand and have a conversation with a group of people that you don't even know. And I think to your point, it's kind of great because you can be a hot mess and still be listening and still engage in the conversation. It's not like, okay, I'm going to be on camera. Like this is, they're, they're going to see me. I'm going to have to be articulate. Like it's, it's kind of free forming that way as well too. And it It, keeps like the networking awkwardness um, (laughs) to a minimum, which I think is really great. I don't know if, you know, back in the day when we could do networking events, it, it was, oh, it always very much so felt like a middle school dance. Okay. We're all around the, like the walls, someone's got to be able to talk to one another. And I'm not a big fan of awkward silence and like staring at people. So (laughs) this is, this is, this is what I like about Clubhouse. I kind of also like that it feels exclusive, which I know from a marketing perspective, I'm sure that's exactly what they wanted it to be. Like, get your invitation. I've got five invitations. Who's not part of this? Who is part of it? So, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been on a lot of those Sunday afternoon uh, panels or discussions, I should say with the two co-founders, um, Uh Paul and Rohan every Sunday, they do these town halls and I've heard them explicitly say it was not our intention to have this be exclusive. We're literally just in demo mode. And I'm just like, "Mm, I call a little bullshit on that. (laughs) Come on, let's be real. Like you used, you know, scarcity, (laughs) right? Like you know, if, if Kylie Jenner can do it and make a billion dollar business, like there's something there. So don't be ashamed of it. I mean, I'm sure a part of it is what they were saying, but you know, and then they saw how great it was because there is that exclusive element. And I'm sure that they were happy that they had done it that way too. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. Like, I would hope that it doesn't, um, fizzle, right. Not that it's like this app that is just kind of this bubble, like it's peaked, it's exclusive, and then it dies down. So there's really just going to have to be some education when it comes to like, all right, clubhousers. I don't know if that's what they're called, but that's what I'm going to call them, clubhousers. Like, if we're going to use this, we need to be able to use it, right? Like you got people in the door, now let's make the most of it. So it'll be interesting to see where it, how it pans out. And I think that that's a great point because it really is going to be up to all those people who are creating content on Clubhouse to see how it evolves, where it goes to. I mean, we've all seen those giant rooms where, you know, it's a thousand plus people listening at a time. I was in a room the other day that they're like, all right, we're on hour 27. And I'm like, holy shit. They've been going for 27 hours. Like that to me is insane. And I don't know if it's because I must have a short attention span. I think that's probably why I'm like, go in there with a formula or at least articulate how long it's going to be. Cause you don't ever, I, I know that in the rooms that I've been in, I don't want to miss out on a conversation, but I also want to know like, how long am I going into this? I have limited time, especially if it's something during the day, right? Like if it's going to be an hour, I can put that in my calendar, but if it's going to be an hour and then like, 30 minutes extra that wasn't planned for. Oh, am I going to miss the juicy last 30 minutes? Is that when everybody's really comfortable? You know, I was going to say bras are off. Like, you know what I mean? Like a little bit more liberating. The bras <laughs> come off. Those are only in the wind rooms. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was probably not appropriate, but you know. No, I sailor in me comes out. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think, you know, look every, and that's the thing, right? People are experimenting with 27 hour rooms. People are yeah. experiencing with, are experimenting with 27 people panels, 27 person yes. panels where you see all these people up on stage and, you know, maybe there's 27 people on stage and 20 of them are moderators. And you're like, how could this work? Like, I want to keep an open mind though. And I don't want to assume that it's not the right way. So I'm just sort of observing. Um, and I feel like a lot of people and women in particular are being asked by brands that they work with, you know, is clubhouse a good idea for us? How, and, and the women members are saying, you know, how do I advise them? So 
I would just recommend that you go in, explore it. We've got rooms that we're running a particular way. And then there are other people who are running rooms in very, very different ways. And I think that everybody is going to have their own preference. One thing that I happen to love about it is, is kind of different than how we're running them to be completely frank with you. Like (laughs) I, yeah, like I'm running rooms similar to what you said, which is like, all right, we set an hour and we say like, this is going an hour when we start the room and what to expect. (laughs) and sort of like keeping it structured and formal and, uh, you know, announcing it in certain places so people can find it. Um, But to be completely honest, as a consumer, I just enjoy having like a a spontaneous lull in my work day and being like, oh, I'll check in what's going on in Clubhouse. And then I sort of like explore the, uh, the events a calendar page. Yes, not really me too. The, yeah. Yeah. Like not really the, the, the hallway, um, but yeah. the, the events that are for you basically. Um, and I just sort of see what's going on and I pop in, I pop out, I pop into another room and, um, I just sort of spontaneously find my way around and then work gets a little busy and then I have to focus and I turn it off for a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if someone said, but you know, conversely, uh, I've been really enjoying a couple people in particular and like the social media space and what they're doing, which is interesting is they're hosting regular rooms at like five o'clock every day or five o'clock every Wednesday or whatever it is. And like, that's interesting too, because, you know, it sort of feeds into both, right? It's like, I know that if I'm, if I happen to be available, I know exactly when I can tune in. And if not, you know, I'll tune into the next time you can kind of pop in and pop out, but you know, it's there. Yes. so that's interesting, but I guess just to wrap up the clubhouse chat for now, because again, we I could we can legitimately talk about this we, for yeah, such a long time. A whole episode on Clubhouse. I feel like I have episode. so much more to say about it, but totally. <laughs> I, I will end with one note on it. Yeah. I think that like any other new thing that comes up with marketing, actually new or old, I think the best advice for it anybody listening would be to tie it back to what you want to get out of it. You know, as a person, as a brand, if you're running it from a brand perspective, it's all about objective, right? Um, I I think that's also the case with influencer marketing as well. We get a lot of customers who will ask like, all right, but like, what, what is the person who is making the highest ROI? What are they doing? You can't replicate what it is that they're doing. Maybe they didn't go into it thinking, okay, I'm going to get the highest ROI, right? Maybe their objective was content and their content is just crushing it, right? And that's what's resonating with people. I think that with all aspects of marketing, what's your objective? What do you want to get out of it specific to your brand? And that's what you have to kind of make those decisions on. Definitely. And also being realistic to piggyback on that about you know, what point in your marketing plan does this take place? So like, for example, is Clubhouse the introduction to new people who just may not have heard of your product or company in the first place? And it's just, you know, it's the first step because you're just finding those people initially. And then maybe the call to action is something like, you know, DM us or follow us on Instagram or Twitter, because of course, those are the only two platforms for now that you can link to in Clubhouse. Um, Or is it, you know, tune in weekly here on clubhouse. And then every so often there's this organic mention of this part of your business or that part of your business, you know, because I, I think it's what I'm also seeing are a lot of like coaches or, um, just professional coaches. I've seen that a ton, but again, like maybe that's just my algorithm, uh, on clubhouse, who knows, but I've seen a lot of people who it seems like they're looking to convert people right there, essentially on the spot, you know, like I'm going to give you a little, uh, a little teaser about what I offer and maybe do a brief deep dive into what our work could be like together. And then, but if you want to buy my course or if you want to buy my this or that, like let's convert it now. Um, and while that may work for some people and who am I to say, like, I hope that works for a lot of people. I would be hesitant about go like expecting that to happen. Cause I find, I, I would assume that it would take a few more touches to be able to convert a customer from clubhouse. What are your thoughts I- on that? I absolutely think that I I absolutely think that you need more than those touches. I'm also a big proponent for 
leveraging what you have in your toolbox to work with one another. I mean, I think the example that I can bring to the table is, and it, maybe it relates to Clubhouse, but um, it definitely relates to like even our webinars and um, our podcast, right? You know, the goal behind the webinar was to be able to share a influencers story on what they're doing with it when it comes to influencer marketing and the format of our webinars is that of like okay we're chatting for 25 30 minutes and then you get 15 20 minutes of live q and ask your questions now you've heard their story i know you have questions right um so let's let's take it to that it inevitably is always more than 15 20 minutes but i stop it at 15 20 minutes and we had recorded the q a um, and then we'd have a printable PDF, but towards the end of last year, we're like, Hey, let's take it to the podcast. Let's cross promote. And I, I'm a big fan and advocate for using those tools in your, in your, you know, toolbox of like a marketing strategy. So my podcast isn't created for converting. It is created for thought leadership and educating and being a resource, right? The same thing with the webinars, everything has to be able to work in tandem so that you can increase those touches, right? If I just tell you what I'm going to tell you on a blog on my website, I'm not doing you a service. I got to be able to promote it on paid. Maybe that looks like Facebook and LinkedIn, right? So I'm now using paid, but I'm also using SEO because I do have that blog, but I've created an infographic as well too, because there's some people that just want digestible things and maybe they're cruising for inspiration on Pinterest, right? Now they've seen our brand as well too, and they've listened to it because maybe I've got a podcast or maybe I have someone that, you know, watches webinars. I obsessively sign up for webinars. I, I totally love webinars, right? because I pull out what the information that I need. So I think that from a marketing perspective, you have to be everywhere. You do. You have to meet people where they are, or yeah. at least it would be smart to, to do that. Um, but also what you were describing makes me think about credibility, right? Yeah. And, and what are your thoughts on, you know, how all of this can lead into credibility for a brand? Um, I think that's exactly what it does. If you're just speaking in one area of marketing, um, if you're, like I said, if you're just using your website, it's not that you're not credible, but like you said, it does increase your credibility. Like, okay, they're really sharing their knowledge. And I also think that it gives you the platform as a brand to share what your thoughts are without having to sell. Like we all want to sell. We all want to sell. We're all in this for business. We're not here just about like making friends, but it's really trying to figure out like that getting the, the right value. And if you can see that from someone's, from a brand's social feed or like from a brand's webinar or from a brand's like even website presence, um, it, it all lends to credibility. Like I want people to trust what I'm saying and not just because I'm trying to sell them. I, that's also what I really enjoy about marketing in general. I'm not held to like necessarily the one-to-one -one sale. Not everything that I do is meant to sell. It is definitely meant to educate, um, put us in as thought leaders, uh, and also kind of sell you if you, if, if what I am selling you or what I am sharing with you, what I'm educating you about is something that you're like, oh, I want more. I need this. Definitely. As a marketer, I'd love to hear your thoughts on websites, on blogs, though, in particular, and sort of the power that you think they have or that they don't have. I'd love to just hear your thoughts either way. Yeah, I think that honestly, blogs are ever going to be dead because also when it comes down to like the structure of your website, you're not going to update your product pages every single day, right? Or every single month. Like if you have a product, you've got our story, you've got resources, that's where your SEO lives in the resources. And it's all about creating the content that's going to help drive organic traffic and that's SEO. So I don't think that blogs will ever be dead. Not a big believer that people don't read them at all. I, I think that there are types of people that only like use blogs as their resource to kind of aggregate their information and figure out what their plan of attack is. But also speaking on the diversification part, right? Like you can easily take that blog and 
you know, it's very Gary Vee style, right? Take your long form content, chop it up into a bunch of, you know, bite sizable things and put it everywhere. And that is basically what you can do with all of your blogs, all of your blogs as well, right? Like a blog can be chopped down to 20 tweets if you're really strategic about it, right? You can pull an infographic from your blog as well too. Like you can, there are just so many things that you can do. You can accumulate five different blogs and turn it into an ebook, right? And not to give away the secret sauce, but that's really what it's about, right? I'm going to aggregate all of the blogs that we've written on this. And then I'm going to give you one how-to guide and you're going to, that's what you essentially want, right? Then you're going to put it in your resource tab and that's what's going to get you your website to be able to write as well too. So I, I'm a big believer in blogs and the need to keep them uh, to really, you know, your website is an organic growing, living and breathing thing. You need new resources on there. And especially when it comes to marketing in general, influencer marketing specifically too, this is definitely an area where there is a lot of education that needs to happen. Um, I, I view influencer marketing specifically as something that is still relatively new. Um, I think we're kind of in this cusp of like, like I'd mentioned before, transactional versus relationship-based and we're still, people are with the mindset that it's transactional still when it comes to influencer marketing. And that's kind of the hurdle we have to jump over so that we can make that influencer marketing viewpoint really last. And maybe it's, just sort of wrapping our heads around that it's not a blog in the traditional sense. Like yeah. it's sort of what you were saying. It's just like an aggregator of everything. It's like the CRM of your business is, is your website because like, yeah, it's totally Gary V style, which is so silly to me that we like associate it with him. But, like, it? but it's Gary V and like, he was the one to put it out there. So a lot of he did. Well, and he's the first one to say it. Right. And not only does he say it, but he lives it and breathes it. Right. Which just, he's not, he's not just saying, Hey guys, this is what you should do. He quite literally practices it on a daily basis where you're like, it's clearly working for him because if I tell you it's Gary V, you know, it's Gary V. Hundred percent. Who is also on Clubhouse as well? Speaking of, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's like the efficient way of being able to create a space on the internet where everything lives. It's the hub. You can you know chop things up and repurpose things and yeah. breathe new life into things and. Um, and, and of course add to it as well as, and, but it's more of like an evolution maybe. Um, so I, I think it's really great that we're talking about that even today, because I hope that any marketers that are listening are incorporating that into, in a number of different ways, whether it's yeah. brands that they work for consult with or, and, or their own brand, um, because that's something that, uh, we've spoken about a little bit on this podcast, probably need to more, um, about your own personal brand, uh, in, you know, and, you know, you're a podcaster, so, you know, you're establishing your own personal brand, of course, through grin, but I don't know. I think that it, like, if I personally, I will predict this. I think that, um, I think that there will be more, uh, emphasis on, the people at companies versus the companies as, you know, a logo where it's the name on the door and more of the employees. And, you know, that's an interesting thing when it comes to clubhouse, which is when people are asking how do brands get on there? What do they do? Maybe it's not the brand. Maybe it's some of the employees or the customers like you were sort of proposing earlier. It's, I think it's, it's just becoming more human. And especially in the world that we're in today, where we're sort of craving a little bit more of that human one-on-one interaction because we're lacking it so much, how val, how even more valuable it could be today. Um, so that'll just sort of be interesting to see, but, um, I could see that being a really good thing. I can see people really enjoying that. Absolutely. And I, you bring up a really great point. Like it is about putting a face behind, uh, a logo, 
right? So that you can figure out what that sentiment is. And this is bringing it full circle here. You know, you would ask me why Grin, what about Grin for myself in my career? And it really was the people, right? It was, you know, Brandon and Brian who have an infectious excitement about marketing in general. And you want to be part of that and you want to be able to share that. And my whole goal is for everybody to like associate, you know, grin with that, right? Like we don't just want to use the bud words of bud words, buzzwords. That's what I want to say. Buzzwords of like, we're, you know, innovative and authentic and building relationships. Like, no, we truly want to build relationships. And that's also why even when we're putting together our content, why we have so much value on like the webinars and sharing the customer stories, because that's our relationship with our customers. There is, it's not just like making the sale. This is a relationship we have. We are only successful if they are successful, you know? Absolutely. And it's hard to like, that is totally the goal um, that I believe that's the truth, not even the goal. Yeah. I think it's the truth and definitely the goal. Um, I'll also just be real. And, you know, it's hard to maintain that many relationships as you do grow and scale as a company as well. So we need people like, you know, yourself and the grin and, you know, tools to be able to manage those relationships, because I agree, I've just seen it where um, people, people are attracted to people, right? Like people are going to either started a company because of the people that hire them. People are going to want to maybe purchase a license for a company because of maybe what they stand for. And I feel like that's been the case for a while, but it's becoming even more important to people about what companies stand for, who they are, like that human connection. Um, And I love that. I mean, I think, I hope that people look for those things more when they make their, their choices as consumers. Um, Because I think that Uh, you also as a consumer have a lot of choices out there and it's really up to you about, um, about where, who you, who you place your money with and how powerful uh, those decisions that you make are. Um, So thinking about them a little bit more and being a bit more thoughtful um, about those consumer decisions that you make. So absolutely. Anyways, again, all these things are like hour long conversations in of themselves. I'm totally trying to hold back. I'm like, okay, don't make this a four hour clubhouse. (laughs) Right. Exactly. A four hour clubhouse, a Joe Rogan podcast. Like we try to keep it, you know, at a reasonable amount of time, but I've so appreciated this conversation with you because essentially you and I have done a few hours between my show, your show anyway, and I can continue to go on and on, but I'm just so happy that we were able to have you on and me too. those listening were able to hopefully get to know you a little bit more, uh, as a person, no grin, uh, as a company. Um, and so we ask this question of everyone who's comes on the show, um, the question being, what do you wish someone had told your younger self that would have given you a professional or a personal advantage today? Oh, that's a really good question. And man, I knew you were going to ask it. I, I cannot believe I didn't think harder about it. Um, I would say embrace failure. I embrace failure now, um, and not that I love to fail, but it's definitely something that I use to grow. And I think my younger self was more hesitant about the failure, but I would say embrace failure. Don't overthink it. I'm a classic overthinker. So um, I'm definitely better as an adult, but like my younger self, I overthought so many different things and just having faith that you've got this, you've got this. I love that. That's a uh, great advice. And so inevitably when our listeners would love to reach out, learn more information about Grin, connect with you, what is the best way for them to connect? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am very active on LinkedIn, very active in my messaging. I should say it's not that I post a ton, uh, but I am always definitely on the lookout. So look for me at Katya Allison um, on LinkedIn. That's the best way uh, to learn more about Grin. You can definitely reach out to me, but also visit our website, grin.co, G-R-I-N dot C-O. And I definitely also encourage everyone to listen to our podcast, Grin Gets Real. Uh, we're coming up with different series this uh, this upcoming year that highlights customer spotlights, um, but also doing Q&As and a lot of fun stuff. Yes. And so literally after you listen to this episode, we will, <laughs> we will link to Grin's podcast as well and bounce back and forth. Uh, they've got hours of content that you can binge on. 100%. And, and I hope that you do. So Katya, it's been so nice having you today. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much, Jesse. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we got to have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at IamWim.com. That's IamWim, double I, dot com. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review, a rating. But the most important thing that we could ask you to do is to share this podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week.